Hello, infrastructure junkies. Surprise! As you might know, today is not our regular Infrastructure Junkies podcast day, but this is a special bonus episode that we're releasing to you between regular episodes. Last week, we had Anthony Delapel, who discussed abandoned or canceled right-of-way projects. And next week, we have Wade Brown coming on for Infrastructure Junkies roundtable number four. But today, we would like to give you a sneak preview of our brand new podcast called Infrastructure Junkies Unfiltered. Now, Unfiltered is a much less formal, much less structured podcast that is staged in three sections. Number one, we start out each episode with what are you reading or what are you watching? Like what's getting you there in your professional career? Then we turn to what are you hearing? What are the hot right-of-way topics that need to be discussed and analyzed? And then we close with how are you? Where are you on your professional and personal journey as a right-of-way professional? The podcast is released every Thursday morning, and it's recorded the day before on Wednesday, so there's not much lag between recording and release. So listen in. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, go to our website at infrastructurejunkies.com, go to the exclusive content button, click on it, and the rest is self-explanatory. So I hope you enjoy what you hear today, and maybe we'll see you on Infrastructure Junkies Unfiltered. We're back. We've done it. Like, we haven't quit yet. Thank you to all of our Infrastructure Junkie Unfiltered supporters. We're back for another exciting episode. You ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? All right. What are you reading? What are you watching? Okay. I want to talk about what I'm watching because it's actually what we watched this weekend. Yeah. And it's Bridesmaids. Yeah. The okay. movie. All so, right. All so right. here's what's up. So oh, God. I love the movie Bridesmaids, and I think I quoted her or something to you the other day. Yeah. And he was like, I don't like that movie. And I'm like, that's it, literally impossible, unpossible. That is impossible that you disliked Bridesmaids. Like, I know you well enough. I'm like, it's even better than The Hangover. And you're like, uh, maybe we'll give it another try. Uh, so we did. What did you think? I enjoyed every minute of that movie with you, except for there were a number of very uncomfortable scenes, even for me. But... But, you know, the funny thing is, this movie came out in 2011. I think I, I bought it on DVD because I had heard the buzz. And so I had the DVD, and then I watched it, and I really didn't like it 11 years ago. And I think I was in a different part of my life. I probably watched it with a different person that made it more uncomfortable. And, um, Jesus, that diarrhea vomit <laughs> scene and Maya happening. Rudolph taking a, taking a Nixon in the middle of the road. Oh, my God. God, I can say that it's unfiltered. What the hell? What the hell? That was great. Kristen Wiig, though, the scene in the airplane, she's like, this is the 90s. And Alvita's saying, asshole, which she does the like hair thing. <laughs> right, right. She's classic. I love her. It, I will say this. The movie is just fabulously cast. And between when I saw it the first time, 10 or 11 years ago, and now, I didn't know who John Hamm was the first time I saw it. <gasps> and since then, I've watched all of Mad Men. That dude is hilarious. And he's he hot. Was, uh, he's hot <laughs> and hilarious in everything he does. I just love his personality. He's the type of guy that, like, Nobody on earth, male, female, or anything, can deny that John Hamm is a good-looking man. I mean, he's a sexy man, and he's got this personality and a sense of humor to go with it. 
I loved his character. And did you know he refused to be credited in that movie? Because at the time, I don't think he wanted himself associated with a humorous role. Really? Yeah, he's not in the credits. But he's so funny in it. And he is that perfect, I think we've talked about that perfect combo of hot and funny, which is so rare. Yeah, I, I think that was the first movie that I'd seen Melissa McCarthy in. And I was like, who is this? And I've seen her in a bunch of stuff since then. She's, she's, I think she's fantastic. She's a delight. She is. And you, you saw some sort of interview with her recently, or she was on a podcast or yes. something. Yeah. I did. I heard her on a, she was on uh we can do hard things with Glennon Doyle and was so charming. She talked about her family and her career and her husband and her kids and just a delightful human being. I think and her husband in real life her, her real life husband's in the movie. Yeah, he's the air marshal on the airplane scene. Yeah, and he's <laughs> he he looks like they look like they belong together. You know, they do. He is a kind of a dweeby guy. Uh, had a great character. And then let me ask you this. And I, I looked at some of the the trivia before we did this. Okay, so the potty scene, which. <laughs> where they all went to like a Brazilian steakhouse and got food poisoning. And then all of the um, bridesmaids had tummy troubles, to put it. (laughs) Explosive diarrhea, okay, and vomiting. (laughs) And they all, they're in this really expensive wedding dress boutique store, and they all descend upon the bathroom to do their business in various forms, and sometimes several different forms. Who do you think was behind that scene? Like who wrote that scene? Yeah. Who who was behind that scene? I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna guess that was Maya Rudolph. No, it was it was one of the producers. It was Judd Apatow. And, of course it was. Right. And and you know, I'm I'm not sure there's anybody more overrated in Hollywood than Judd Apatow. He's just, you know, nasty. But of course he was behind that. And and the trivia said that he wanted it to be like the whole movie to be more rambunctious and funny and Kristen Wiig wanted it to be a little more subtle humor like mm-hmm. like she is and and I think she overall won out except for that scene but so how'd that make you feel have you ever done anything like that like gone on a girl's trip or had a <laughs> bridesmaid are you asking if I've had explosive video? diarrhea no it's like a store boutique store with all your friends well I will tell you this I've been a bridesmaid I believe 11 or 12 times. Uh, so I've, I've, I've done my fair share of the bachelorette parties, the wedding dress shopping and all that. None of my experiences resemble a single thing in that movie. I'll just say that. But there's always some sort of like bridesmaid drama or oh. you have to wear an awful dress or you've got some high maintenance bridesmaid. I, I thought you were going to say there's always some explosive diarrhea in a bridal party. No, that's not ever happened to my knowledge. All right, enough of poo-poo. That you're always like wanting to make scatological jokes, and enough of that, Kristen. What? What? Yeah, my what's up? my bad. My bad. Okay, let's. I want to talk about something else that we did this weekend that was really fun, and it might be why I'm kind of sitting awkwardly. <laughs> and that is, we you're rode, sitting on a pin cushion over there. No, I'm sitting on my butt bones, which hurt because we went on a we went on two bike rides. We rode like 20 miles on our bikes this weekend. Really lovely rides on the boardwalk in Virginia Beach and did a little little bar hopping, yeah. a little sightseeing, some major people watching, and it was a ton of fun. But I, like my butt bones, what are those that you see? Like I don't the, know. I, I the thought it was your coccyx. No, that's your tailbone. Did you break your coccyx? I did not break my coccyx. Like, like grandma and Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> no, I did not break my coccyx, but I did whatever the the sitting bones are, they hurt. 
And I'm very uncomfortable, if I'm being honest. Okay, that's what you get on Unfiltered, guys. You find out Kristen's ass hurts. You want to see it? <laughs> no. Show it to our listeners. What is wrong with you? I, well, we're off we to don't a have good start time. with diarrhea and, and, and sore asses. Great. Welcome to our show. Yes. Thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's going to want their We don't have back. any more listeners as of right now, I'm sure. Uh, we, uh, a few might hang on just to see what you're going to say next. Well, I want to hear what you, what's up with you. How are you doing? I have a serious question, and I didn't used to believe in this stuff, but I think that I do now. Um, is Mercury in retrograde, like, shit's just not going smoothly for me? No, Mercury was in retrograde until, like, maybe October 1st or 2nd. It, we'd recently that, recovered from a Mercury in retrograde, it, but it's not. It no. concerns me that you know that. I do know it because when Mercury's in retrograde, I don't usually know it until something goes crazy. And then I'm like, what is Mercury? And then I look up, Mercury's in retrograde. Like you mess up a contract or your technology doesn't work. But no, Mercury's not in retrograde right now. Yeah, the technology part's what I've always read about Mercury being in retrograde and just stuff's not working. Like we did a fabulous episode, a roundtable episode this weekend with Wade Brown and Ross Green. And we did it in my studio in my home, which has lightning fast internet, because like that's like the only prerequisite of where I live. So you got to have really good internet. And we had technical difficulties in the middle of the recording. I'm not sure we'll be able to completely edit them out. Just bizarre. I don't normally have that. Then go to watch uh, some sports over the weekend. My sound bar to my widescreen TV just will not work. It just doesn't connect. And it's not like it's a Hitachi one thing and an Onkyo another. Are those brands even in existence anymore? I don't know. But it's a Samsung TV and a Samsung soundbar. And it sounds great when the soundbar works. And I took an hour and couldn't get it to sync. It just won't work. Did you plug it in? I plugged it in. I unplugged it. I took it apart. I put it back together. I Googled it. I tried everything. It just, it and, and you know, soundbars are not difficult. You just plug them in. Yeah, you plug it in and listen to sound. And it doesn't work. So I had to, you know, I had to be like a peasant and listen to the sound of the TV through my TV speakers. Oh, gosh, this is a tragedy. I have a hard life. Then my mom texts me about, you know, she's got a Apple computer or whatever, and all her apps are gone. Like, I can do something about that. If, are you you are somebody else's tech support? Yeah. And so this I'm like, concerns me. Hey, mom, you remember, you remember that law school gig I had 30 years ago that you sent me through? That didn't have an IT component. There, we didn't have internet at the time, sir. So if I could, <laughs> if I could quote one of my favorite characters of all time, it's Ruth. It's Ruth. What's that show called? It was Ruth on Ozark. Yes. And I'm not sure that even on Unfiltered I can quote it. But in one scene she says, I don't know shit about F-U-C-K. And that's the way <laughs> I feel about IT. Like, I don't know shit about F-U-C-K when it comes to IT. That's okay. But Mercury's not in retrograde. Okay. Well, then what's my problem? Is it just general Dave problems? I think it's Dave in retrograde. Okay. And I had another problem with like the app that we use um, to distribute this podcast. And we can't, what we're, I do want everybody to know that we're working on getting an audio only component so you can go to wherever you're, you know, you get your podcast and get this one as long as you sign up. Right now it's just video. It, it should be really, really simple. And we worked on that 
for over an hour and couldn't get it to work. It's intuitive. It's supposed to be intuitive, and it's not. Yeah, so it's, it, that's we, still coming. There's like the direct step one, do this. Step two, click this button. Step three, do this. And then like the button isn't there or doesn't exist or it's called something different. So we're like, we're not stupid. Like what, why? What, so we're working on it and we do want it so that you can listen to this podcast and in your car and not just watch it. So working on that. But yeah, I, you, you're having some problems. Yeah, I, I am. And not my usual run-of-the-mill Dave problems that plague me my whole life. Well, I've always been scared of Mercury in retrograde. I guess now we just need to worry about well, Dave in retrograde. Because you've always been a little bit freaky on that stuff. I know you read your horoscope, and sometimes you read mine to me, which scares me a little bit at how accurate it is. I know. There's something to it. I'm just, I, I, don't, I don't know enough about it to really do a deep dive, but I have a good friend, Charity, who knows a lot about all of that stuff. And she 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 sometimes will say, hey, tomorrow might be kind of weird for you because, you know, there's this weird, you know, Venus is aligned with Jupiter and blah, 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 blah. And your moon is in Sagittarius. And so that means this. And I'm like, thanks for the heads up. And then the next day I'll be like, wow, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's is what... it a self-fulfilling prophecy? I don't know. But could be. I think it's real. I don't know. That stuff yeah, kind of freaks me out. So hold. <laughs> sorry about that. COVID. Mm, had a hairball. Uh, okay, <laughs> listen, let's talk about a little bit of right away. Let's and do it. We just released a week ago, we released a fantastic episode about EJA, the Infrastructure and Investment Jobs Act, and the mammoth effect it's going to have on not only our industry, but our society, our culture, the whole country. Well, it appears to me that EJA is already in trouble in some ways. Oh, no. Yeah. And if you, um, the, the IRWA sends out an email weekly called the, the Buzz, IRWA Buzz, where Vivian Wynn collects a series of articles regarding infrastructure, compiles them, and sends them out to members. And, you know, I don't know how many people read this. I always glance at the headlines. And I'm like, boy, that's interesting. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, it was in the most recent one. There was an article she included from something called Smart Cities Dive. And the whole point, and I want to give credit to the author. The author was Dan Zukowski, who's a reporter for that. And the point of it was that, you know, we've already got labor shortages, rising prices, inflation. Uh, we, we don't have, I guess, the infrastructure to implement the new infrastructure. And Dang. it ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. So check this out. And this is all credit to the article, okay? Um the DOT, United States DOT, and that's at the federal level, needs to recruit, not only to recruit, but it's got, to, it's got to train and retain a ton of workers. And I think they're going to go for like 1,700 new jobs over the next five years. That's just at the federal level. All right. Well, if, if you listeners are out there like us, we have trouble getting labor. I can't even get a daggone administrative assistant half the time to work in the office, right? And these are skilled skilled laborers that are required, and that's just at the federal level. And then you have the state level and the municipal level who are all doing the same thing so that they can take the money from this act and implement these projects. And so there's apparently going to be this huge competition for labor coming up. So basically we have all this money but not the workforce to do the work. Yeah, and, and do you remember – you know, everything runs together. Remember the supply chain crisis, which I can't get club soda up at the grocery store half the time. Apparently that's not over. Okay. Right. So how can you have a vodka soda with no soda? 
You won't have to just drink straight vodka, my friend. Well, that's what I've been doing, okay? <laughs> that explains a lot. Supply <laughs> chain issues are about to destroy my liver. I think you're not de- my fault. I think you're deflecting. It's not my fault. <laughs> it is not my fault. No, it's not. But you know, I, I can't find Duke's mayonnaise. And then, well, I did find it the other day. Duke's mayonnaise, by the way. If you don't use Duke's mayonnaise, you've done you're, a disservice to right. yourself. It's so good. I can't, I can't find it lately. And just the other day, I found it at Albertsons for <clears throat> eight dollars sorry i Jeez. screamed into the mic eight dollars for like the regular mayonnaise it wasn't even like a costco two gallon just a regular little jar of mayonnaise eight dollars i'd be i'd be finding me some craft mayonnaise Ugh. if i was you i'm I, I can't i'm i got snobbed into liking dukes well the supply chain crisis which i think we've really just adjusted to i don't think it ever went away uh, apparently, that's contributing to problems, and of course, the Biden administration takes all kinds of credits for, um, and they released a long statement about all the great things they've done to alleviate the supply chain problems. And actually, they they have been pretty proactive about that. But but it's still here. Yeah. You know, if I can't get club freaking soda for my vodka soda. You know what? Your problems are, I mean, I think everybody's probably at home crying about your sound bar that doesn't work and your lack of soda for your your cocktails. So we still have supply chain. We have out of control. I'm not going to, I am, I'm not dealing, I'm I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Um, (laughs) We supply chain issues. We have out of control inflation, which the inflation issue in this country still blows my mind. How are you going to price some of these projects? Okay, and then there's a shortage of, they cite skilled labor, but there's just a labor shortage, and I don't know why. Is it because, you know, you keep sending people free money, they're not going to want to work? Or is it uh, that there's enough wealth in this country that people don't have to work? Is it that uh, if you're not going to, I'm going to hold out for a management job, and and unless I can get that, I'm going to continue to live in my parents' basement? Or, you know, in the mother-in-law suite of my parents' house, like, there's a too many people in the world. There's already too many people in the world. How come there's a labor shortage? Answer that. Okay. I got it. COVID. I, I don't know. That literally d- makes no sense. I know, but that's the answer to everything lately. There's supply chain. Oh, it's COVID. It's COVID. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that there's more people in the world than ever. And for a while I did think, oh, well, it's because everybody's getting these stimulus checks. So they're not working. Th- there hasn't been a stimulus check in over a year and a half, maybe two years at this point. So yeah. you got somebody got $600 from the government two years ago, and then they haven't worked for two years. Right. That's not what it is. Are people just not, don't, are, is everybody just living in poverty? Well, and, and it, admittedly, I got this statistic on TikTok, so you can take it or leave it. <laughs> but but um, apparently, if you are over the age of 45, the world's population has doubled in your lifetime. Well, there's plenty of people to work. Maybe we got, you know, and then and then as far as the labor shortage is concerned, remember the um, we did a great episode with with. Greg Jackson about uh, the Transcontinental Railroad. Yes, and there were labor issues then. Yeah, and uh, the 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 spur working from east to west had it a lot easier than west to east, and they had trouble staffing the west to east track. And the answer was was Chinese immigrants. Mm-hmm. And are you know are we going to need to bring in a hundred million new American citizens to implement this act? 
And if we do, what's that going to do to the real estate market? Oh my gosh, this is making my head hurt. Yeah, because you can have a bazillion. You can have a bazillion dollars. I mean, it's look at it in, a, in small terms. Look at like just Blackbird right away. Okay, I'm very small. It's me, and I have an employee, and we do work all over the country. You could tell me like I have, huh, I have this project for you. We're gonna pay you a billion dollars, and you have to do fifty thousand relocations this year. Cool, 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 cool. I can't. Like I can't. Right. So you, we can have all the money in the world for Egypt, but if nobody is available to do the work, yeah. Well, uh, let, uh. let me pour this on, okay? And again, this is drawn from this article from Dan Zukowski. Over the next year, not the five years, over the next year, they are going to begin work to improve 65,000 miles of road. Over the next year, 1,500 bridges. Over the next year, 600 airport infrastructure projects. Over the next year, purchase 15,000 new buses. I don't know where they think they're going to get them from. You can't get a daggone Ford F-150, even though there's tons on the lot, because you can't get a chip to put in them. So, you know, this this all sounds great, but I, I, I don't see it happening. I, I don't see it happening. Well, I do. I really am. I have been pondering this. I continue to ponder this to answer your question of why there's a labor shortage. I, If anybody knows, like tweet us or something let me know email us like what what that is yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all yeah and and put this in your pipe and smoke it um over five years this is more than a year but over five years and this is we touched on this with philip sanchez he he was he he really discussed this in depth in the last uh, regular ij episode they're gonna build half a million that's five hundred thousand electric vehicle charging stations how many? 500,000. Okay, boss. If there was nothing else in Egypt, <laughs> how are we going to build a, a 500,000 electric? Half a million yeah. uh, uh, in the next five years. In the next five years, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Who's going to do that? Where are they going to get the parts? <laughs> really, yeah, we're going to get question. the parts. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't heard, know. I think you told me one of our buddies is in construction and said it takes eight months to get a garage door. Nowadays it does, yeah. Because you see all this new construction, especially in this area with these you know new houses, McMansions that they're putting up. They tear down old you know quaint cottages and they, they build McMansions there. And uh, they all stall. Because they they're waiting on a garage door or other parts. Yeah, there's one around the block we've been watching be built for a year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah, and it's still not done. Doesn't have a garage door. Yeah, just saying. Anyway, uh, that's 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 what I got. And then related to that, um, Vivian circulated an article speaking of supply chain um, about how there was how the the feds have awarded grants for freight waterways and and waterways are infrastructure you brought that mm -hmm. we, by the way we've done an infrastructure junkies roundtable four which is coming out soon and it's with wade brown and ross green and one of Kristen's topics we don't mind telling you all this one of Kristen's topics was how broad the concept of infrastructure is and you know we tend to focus on highways or electrical lines or gas lines or rails or sewage or something like that and it includes so many other things including freight water water freight and so 
so they, they, they did an entire article about how there is 39 whole million dollars earmarked to help with ship, you know, uh, freight shipping over water to help with the supply chain issues. Now, $39 million compared to the $1 trillion in EJA is like you, you wouldn't pick up a dime on the sidewalk. Doesn't that seem small to you? Compared to a trillion? Yeah. Well, compared yeah. to what? how important it is. We, yeah. we live through these supply chain issues, right? I, th- I just would have expected them to invest more than $39 million. Maybe, maybe this is going to solve everything. 30, $39 million? I feel, does, would that even cover like a project? And that's, that's split up. That's split up for projects all over the country. What is that going to do? I don't know. Maybe it's to be. Ma- maybe it's a match program where there's a project ready to go, and the locality or the state will come up with, you know, but half that, of it, and half of it will come from. The that feds. doesn't feel significant at all. No, actually, no, it don't. It don't. Well, what do you got? All right, I got I got some stuff uh, from Vivian too. By the way, Vivian does such a good job on that. Just kudos to her. I really enjoy um looking at that every yeah, week it's good stuff open it up and if you're not an irwa member maybe join maybe join i bet you guys are um okay so uh, she sent out a couple of articles about hurricane fiona and i know we've talked about hurricane ian on this podcast um and the the interesting thing about that to me about ian was it i mean it wiped sanibel out which is a place that dave and i have both enjoyed <clears throat> Wiped out their access, of course. And the other thing that was really interesting to me is, that, and I think we talked about this, so I'm sorry to be redundant, but too bad. Um, we were in Key West the day before Ian hit, and we're, like, trying to get out of there. We got the last flights out. And Dave came back to Virginia, and I went to Texas. And then, like, f- several days later, I came up to Virginia. And when I was here, like, Ian hit close to here and we had like this deluge of crazy weather and wind yeah. and the beach was a mess. Yep. And so we like outran Ian and then came home to Virginia to Ian. And I was, right. it was just kind of baffling to me that Ian was in, uh, in affecting our country for days on end, you know, and, and hit two places where I was. So these articles about Fiona, one of them was an NPR article. They were talking about um, Puerto Rico and basically Fiona wiped out their power grid completely. I mean, mm. just wiped it out. And so today, apparently only 40% of Puerto Ricans have running water in their homes. Really? Yeah. There's like 760,000 people without power and without Still? running water. Still? And the crazy thing is like the rivers are really full. I mean, there's plenty of water, but without power, the filtration systems don't work. And mm. so it's... And it, it this is a problem that could take months and months to solve. And um, I think so often when you see a hurricane, you're like, oh, no, they messed up a building or a fence blew down. But when you think about the effects on infrastructure from this hurricanes, mm-hmm. I mean, and you see that clearly with Sanibel. I mean, it wiped out the road. That's kind of obvious. But right. I don't think I really have ever fully grasps that when something like that happens in Puerto Rico, it's not just that there's damage that needs to be cleaned up. It's that like you don't have access to water. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what storm it was, but, but Puerto Rico got absolutely pummeled like four years ago, maybe they did. It was hurricane. I just saw it. I can pull it up. They did get pummeled. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I've been to San Juan. It's been five or six years. Old San Juan is lovely. And, and 
shortly after I visited, you know, I had plans to go back and then it, it seemed like everything got wiped out. And then we, right before Fiona hit, we were talking about um, having a company retreat through Pendulum Land Services in old San Juan and at the new year. And I don't think that's going to happen. Probably won't. Okay. It was Hurricane Maria. It was a cat four in September of 2017. And interestingly enough that I remember that really well because I'm a big fan and my kids are big fans of Hamilton, the musical and Lin-Manuel Miranda is from Puerto Rico. And so after Hurricane Maria, they were trying to get people to go back to Puerto Rico and go visit and get the tourism back up and running. And so he took the original Broadway cast of Hamilton to Puerto Rico and they did some shows there and they did a TV special and it was really cool. And I remember thinking like that, I never, that was never on my radar as a place I wanted to see. Yeah. And that made me want to go to Puerto Rico. Right. So, so it, it must've cool. been 2016 when I was there. Yeah. That and then the following sense. year, yeah, that, oh, gosh. Um, but that that was, okay, so there was another article, though, about Hurricane Fiona and about the massive damages to Canada. Huh, the same storm. The same storm. So I, at first I read the articles, I'm like, wow, there's two storms. I'm like, wait, 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 that was Fiona. And so I don't know, I just, it made me think about Ian and how we outran Ian just to meet it up here in coastal Virginia. And then you've got this Fiona that wipes out Puerto Rico and then goes and says hello to Canada. And uh, their their damages, they're saying it's going to take three to six months to get their infrastructure back up and running in Canada. Good golly, in Canada. In Canada. And I don't even think about Canada as being a hurricane spot. I don't, no, don't think about that. No, no. And, and, and to even I remember Hurricane Sandy hitting was it New Jersey and it was it was um apocalyptic it was absolutely devastating it's like wait a minute a hurricane hit New Jersey and it was still strong enough when it hit New Jersey to wipe out I don't, I don't it's I think they're still dealing with the aftermath of Sandy and but yeah. because these things they, they're fueled by warm water and warm air and so usually by the time it gets further north they're just tropical storms but you know Sandy Absolutely destroyed parts of New Jersey in the Northeast. And then Fiona in Canada. Uh, right. You don't think about that. And, and not a little tropical storm, but a major, major hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, all signs point to storms getting worse and worse as time goes on. Yep. And I don't think there's going to be any relief anytime soon. And um, it's going to put stress on our industry. For, for a long time to come, forever. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse because we've done this to ourselves. And, you know, I'm sorry, I, didn't, I don't want to get political, but I'm going to say. You can say anything you want. It's your podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, I'm so tired of 100-year events, 1,000-year events, 500-year events, like on a weekly basis. Right. I'm like, that's not a 100-year event anymore. Yeah. You can't call it that anymore. It yeah. used to be. Yeah, and, and I saw a headline. I didn't read the whole article, and it was from back in an article in February saying that this historic drought going on further west in the United States is the worst in 1,200 years. That's not a coincidence, man. It doesn't feel like a coincidence to me. Crazy. Well, on that note, I do, yep. do you want to do, you wanna do the thing? I'm totally springing this on you. Do you want to tell our listeners something about ourselves that nobody knows? Oh, gosh. I got one for you. Oh, God. Can we do it? All right. This is a fun one. So David Arnold is almost never, ever 
barefoot. <laughs> because when he is at home, he is always wearing, and I, I haven't even looked, but I know he's wearing them right now, black Puma socks. Boom. What did I tell you? Black Puma socks all the time. Sometimes with slippers or something. Never with flip-flops. Actually, I think I've seen you do that. But always has to have black Puma socks on. And then and then suddenly, uh, if we're watching a movie or something, immediately and suddenly, they must come off. <laughs> and then they go back on in like 10 minutes. You mad, bro? No, I'm not mad. Um, here's something you don't know about Kristen. Every time she vomits, she cries. It's true, but I don't think I've vomited since I've known you. I don't think I've vomited in like five years. But I, it doesn't matter if I'm vomiting because I'm sick or because I have food poisoning or I'm pregnant or I'm drunk. I will throw up. <laughs> it's it not that bad, bro. Every single time. It's not that bad. All right. Well, I think on that, that's, that's oh, pretty. Wait, you know what? We started with throw up. Let's end with throw up. This yeah, is we great. started yeah, yeah with throw up. Um, okay. Dave is in retrograde, and we're talking puke. This has been charming, I'm sure. For yeah, all and Eja is going to fall apart, and we're all going to die in the apocalypse. Till next time, infrastructure junkies. Have See a great ya. Day. <laughs>